Welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. This is your host, Scott Wilson. Greg Williamson, welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. Thanks, Scott. Great hey, to be here. Oh man, it's awesome to have you here. I feel kind of uh, privileged because you're a fellow marketer. <laughs> and I think uh, Mark Rocket introduced me to you, is that correct? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah another another good guy in the marketing world. Yeah, and I, I remember um, first meeting you. Uh, we had a meeting, we started talking, I knew this guy knew what he was talking about. Because some people, when you talk about marketing, you know, you find it's all surface level stuff. They don't really understand the depth. And that's what I really loved about you and Owen. You really understood the data, the numbers, you understand what copy and how different that made. And, and you know, you're into white papers, which I just thought that was so good because that's kind of the stuff I was into. Um, so appreciate your time because it's, I know we're going to have an awesome chat today. Yeah. How did you get started? Um, you know, let's go straight back to when yeah. you got into marketing or did you fall into marketing? Did yeah, I did. did. I yeah. fell in there. I mean, yep. it's um, funny in a way, both um, my business partner and I, neither of us have marketing degrees. Boom. I actually started off in, uh, <laughs> I did politics and history. Oh, wow. At university here yeah. in Christchurch. And then I went to Wellington uh, and worked in a uh, lobbying firm. Yep. for a number of years because I thought politics and exciting yeah. and all Did you want to be Prime Minister or? Yeah, well, I was into that whole <laughs> politics thing yep. but then I was lucky enough the lobbying firm, most of our customers were business organisations yep. so I got to meet lots of business people and I thought, actually, this is where everything's at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Business people are what run the world and nice. drive the world. Yeah. Politics is a sideshow. Yeah, 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 true, right? And it became increasingly irrelevant to me. Oh, wow. Um, and so then decided to move back to Christchurch yep. uh, and then got a job with... Um, Jade Software, so Gil nice. Simpson, yep. um, you know, a yeah. great entrepreneur yeah. in New Zealand, um, and then just became involved in the marketing side there. Um, and Were you then, employed in the marketing team there? Or? Yeah, the broader one. I mean, my jo- I came from more of a PR, comm sort of background. Oh, yeah. But then as I got into Jade, got that broader understanding, and I was there for a number of years, and it sort of went into the sales side a little bit, worked yep. in the, the channel partner program, okay. so I got a much broader base, and just... Love that tech industry yeah. and, marketing. And who were you dealing with at that, that stage? Like, were you obviously companies all around the world? What was your... Yeah, yeah. I mean, because Jade was a uh, enterprise software company, yeah. so they were dealing with uh, customers, mostly Australia, um, US, and UK. Wow. Um, so we were selling right across there and selling direct to some big companies, you know, the Hertzes and other people like that. Yeah. But also, we had a lot of channel partners that we we were developing. So Nice. Um, and it was great. I mean, because it was... a so Gil had been really successful yeah. as an entrepreneur, but and he was just continuing to grow, and he was always trying stuff. Yeah. So we made some really dumb mistakes. Yeah. And had some good successes. Yeah. Do you remember the dumb ones? Um, yeah. I mean, the the fundamental thing that we learned, and Owen, I'd say this as well, is spreading yourself too wide. Yep. Like we always thought, oh, we're you know we're this seventy million dollar, five hundred people company where you know we can do everything. Because uh, yeah. in the Christchurch sort of area, we were relatively big in those yeah, days. Yeah, totally. Uh, but as soon as you got anywhere, you were just tiny. Yes. And trying to be all things to all people was yeah. a disaster. Yeah. And you couldn't get any traction. So biggest learning, and that's what I mean. That's, we, that's why we call our company Concentrate. Yeah, nice. Because marketing momentum is all about having some focus. Focus. Yeah. So good. What a great learning to learn on someone else's dime too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, so so what were some of the wins that you saw coming through? What did you learn from some of the things that Jade did? Um, I think what we what we also learned was, because it's a very technical company. Yep. Um, and what we learned was the, the need to sort of translate that technology, that complexity, yep. to a story 
that's nice. relevant for business people. Yep, yep. So in the case that one, we they when I was there, they launched Jade, which is a the software. Yep. And the description of it that the technologists allowed us to use was a object oriented client server development environment. <laughs> which, Say that again. Yeah, an object oriented client server development environment, yep. which a technical person would sort of understand. Yeah, yeah. But basically, it was just it makes your programming easier. Yeah, it's a tool for making programming easier. Crazy. So I mean, it sounds really simple but yeah. technology companies uh, are prone to you know being too much into the tech yeah. and not understanding the customer the customer yeah. consumer based brands are all about the customer and they yeah. get that technology business to business yeah. that's where we thought that when we left Jade that's where we thought we could add value is to helping yeah. those companies sort of translate what they're doing because they're yeah. all doing magic stuff Yeah, but they throw it over to the market and the market goes well, what's this about? Yeah, yeah I've right. seen that time and time again, and I'm definitely I'm keen to unpack that more because I know some of the things you were doing, some of those companies, you really got them to be clear on their messaging, right? Yeah. Um. So, so I, I find that, like, firstly, I think the way you've um, created your name is pretty pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, being concentrate, you know, concentrating like that's that's, that's very clever, focused. I, I I didn't know that, so that's that's yeah. very very cool. Um. So what else? You know, like in those early days. Um, starting out, so from Jade, where did you where did you look to go? Uh, well, yeah, because Owen and I that we would work together there in marketing and sales, and I mean, we saw an opportunity there to go mm. and help smaller tech companies with this getting this clarity and focus yep. and stuff. We also had got sick of corporate yep. politics. I mean, you've been there, yeah, yeah, yourself. Um, you know, you get sick of all of that, and you get to a point where you want to build something of your own, yeah. Um, so we just went out and just started on a small basis working for a bunch of tech companies. Yep. Um, and were they companies that you knew? or you just Yeah, they're people we, initially people we knew, but, um, you know, the early days it was just a lot of feet on the street, you, yep. know, for, you know, connecting with people and developing relationships and, yeah. um, you know, that normal grind of getting yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. So when was that? Like what time? When were you... 18 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. 18 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So we've been so, going for a while then. So that's when you first started, like you started yeah. 18 years ago in that business. And how long were you at Jade for? Uh, about eight years. Yeah. 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 And so that's you've spent some fair time in that sales and marketing environment, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah in the tech sort of software tech, tech sort of side. space. So. Yeah. And have you always had a passion for tech? Like obviously you were doing, was it history and politics? politics so yeah. the kind Not of then technology is kind of... Yeah. Not necessarily. Um, it was more when I joined Jade yeah. and started to see the power of yeah. technology and these, you know, the, what they could do for businesses. Yeah. It was pretty yeah. cool. And it's also like, it was probably, you know, it's a nice timing that New Zealand has gone from from being all about agriculture yeah, and yeah. a bit of tourism yeah. to being all about agriculture and tourism and technology. Yeah, and yeah. It's a, you know, and there's a lot of talented yeah. technologists here. So there, there's a lot of, I mean, when we started, people said, oh, you'll run out of tech clients in about a year yeah 18 years later yeah still you know okay i'm talking to two or three new companies every day yeah 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 <laughs> have you still got some of the existing ones that you dealt with back in the day like have you um no not really i mean with our longest one now would be about 10 years yep. so we have got some that's pretty still pretty yeah. awesome right well the trouble is with the tech companies i mean like our first ever customer um we worked for a number of years and they, they've got acquired got acquired eh? uh, and most of the successful ones do yeah unfortunately that's the way they can scale yes yeah. You know, they get some equity, private equity, and then they get sold off, or they list, or whatever. Yeah. So, where do you see like the tech scene in Christchurch? Where you obviously we're based in Christchurch, you got clients all over the over the place. Where do you see it specifically in Christchurch, though? Yeah, you see it growing. Is it is it developing well, or compared to other parts of this of New Zealand? 
Um, yeah, it was pre-earthquakes. It was yeah. going really well. It was um, only Auckland and Christchurch were sort mm. of powerhouses. The, the earthquakes did slow the momentum yeah. down, like because a lot of people, because technology people were quite mobile. Yeah. So they just left, went to other places, yeah. went to other countries. So that did slow it down, but it's starting to pick up again. Yeah. But I think Wellington and Auckland are still way ahead. Yeah. Um, and most, I mean, probably only 20, 30% of our work's in Christchurch now. Wow. Most of it's outside in, and we're doing a lot in Aussie now. Yep. Too. Oh, really? So yeah. is that association, which we'll talk about through HubSpot as well, like the, the, you're a, is it a platinum elite? Elite, elite? partner. Elite yeah. partner, so that's so a top? Yeah, there's 6,000 partners in, in the world, and we're in the top 1%. How good. Yeah, we got an early on that. And, yeah. But it, again, it's our, because we're focused on that tech sector, Yeah. we can uh, attract clients you know, outside of our geographical area. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because they want a specialist agency. Yep. Um, so that's been a been a key to that that growth story. And was it a, was it like a when you looked at? So you came out of Jade and you got right. We're gonna we're gonna focus here. Um, we're gonna call ourselves concentrate and we're gonna focus on the tech yeah. space. Was that that was deliberate, right? Like that Absolutely. was you, you're learning from yeah. from Jade and going into a business. You you would have definitely got people saying, "Oh, why are you focusing on such a small niche?" Did you get a bit of that negative feedback? Or you've already absolutely yeah. got a lot of that, and people, yeah. people thought it was, you know, you know, we'd be running out, and we'd have to go wider pretty yeah. soon. And um, but but no, we didn't. And we because let's look at it. Eighteen years ago, yeah, you know, the tech scene's definitely not like what was eighteen years ago. What's that? 20, mm. 20, 22, uh, 2002, Yeah, iPhone's not even out. Yeah, that's it's not right. out to another five years, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. it would have been, yeah. People still on dial-up and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. DOS software. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we tended to be, because um, we were consulting, we were just doing projects for some of the larger companies. Yep. Um, and we weren't necessarily needing hundreds of clients. No. Um, but we had good connections so we could do projects for yep. those ones. Yep. And and was, what, yeah. What was a typical project? What were you doing like? Obviously, marketing or getting them clear on their message. What was yeah, it was your... a lot of those uh, marketing questions. I'd call it like, uh, I want to enter a new market, mm-hmm. so I want to go into the US, I want to go to Australia. Yep. Um, what should I do? How should I approach it? Okay. So we had to help go and research the size of it. What are the best markets? Yep. How could you position yourself against competitors? Yep. What sort of you know value proposition would work there? Yeah, yeah. A lot of that kind of stuff. Um, and that was you know a lot of those sort of projects for customers. You know, in those yep. early years, just getting yeah. them, just trying to solve problems, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess you know, from a, you know, you understand tech, but you're not a tech person. You could, I think that's one of the things I've found over my career. Is you understand the technology, um, but you understand marketing, and like the two of them are valuable together. You know, yeah. having one without the other, you can have all the greatest technology, but if you don't know how to market it, but if you don't understand the technology then you'll never market it, right? You know, so yeah. there's, there's that gap, and that's, I guess, that's the gap you've filled, right? Yeah, that's right. And it's always a balance because, like, we're not um, – I'm not a technologist. Uh, no. So I can't go deep on things. But no. we know enough to understand, you know, the sort of what kind of software is this, what kind of things can it do. Yeah. I don't need to know the mechanics of how no. it's working under the hood, but no. what is it going to do for people? And that's often yeah. – people don't dig enough into that no. area and, and, you know, make that apparent. It was – and it's a big company still. I remember reading um, the guy who turned around IBM, this is 20 years ago, yep. Lou Gerstner. Yep. And he said one of the big things they used to do, he went back in there to, to fix it. They would just build great technology and he said throw it over the wall. 
to the market. Really? And then, you know, it yeah, might yeah, work, yeah. it might not. So yeah. it's that, that bit over the wall. Yeah. How can you actually take it and say to a business owner or a CEO, GM, like, this is the difference it'll make you, mate. Yeah. It'll save you money, it'll make yeah. things faster, it'll do whatever. There must be tons of products that really don't see a life because of that too, mm. right? They just yeah. never get clarity on that message or how they help people or actually how people could use it so it never gets taken up. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, the real techie technologists almost see that as dumbing it down or yeah. selling it short. Yeah. Um, but you have to connect with the customer. You have to connect with the customer. Yeah. So true. And, and we, think- we learned that from uh, we had a really good – at uh, guy Jay, we, we got him as a consultant. Uh, Howard Russell, he's died about ten years ago now, yep. but he had done a lot of this fundamental strategy work for some really big brands, yep. sort of Heineken and in New Zealand, oh, wow. and you know had a sort of an international reputation. Yeah, yeah. We were just lucky to have him and contract him, and he was just so good. At, but it was oh, like ridiculously simple. Yeah, yeah. Like he How just good. used to say. Who's the customer? Yeah. What's their problem? Um, How do you solve it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. Oh, but we don't. We talk about all this other crap. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. A lot of the times, though. Different. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times people do try to make things too confusing, right? Mm. But they don't. And so simple things do come out of hard thinking, though. And yes. I think a lot of times people aren't prepared to do yeah. the thinking to actually unwrap that. You know. And, and you can't. You often can't answer those questions. You know yourself internally. No. So what we've done a lot in those early years was go out and talk to people in the yeah. market. Yeah. How good. And and understand what their issues were, and then bring those back. And yeah. Then you can make a yeah more informed sort of decision. Yeah. Talking to the marketplace. What a what a breakthrough. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I, I'm so surprised at how many people don't though. You know. Mm. You know, even I was doing a strategy session before talking to some people, you know, like when we were teaching them about active listening, you know, let's go, go and read your competitors. They're running, some of these companies are spending thousands of dollars a day on Facebook and Instagram ads. Go read the comments. Go read the Google reviews. You know, go read all that sort of Mm. stuff because there's gold there. These companies are spending thousands of dollars a day and you're not preparing to be, you know, go and read. You'll learn what the market's telling these people, right? So, yeah. um, I think you know, talking to a market, talking to the market, or people that can and could or want mm. to buy your product is a smart, smart thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like, what was the guy's name? Howard Russell. Howard Russell, yeah, yeah. great guy. Like yeah. a um, sort of an eccentric, you know, almost difficult guy. Yeah. But just to the fundamental point. questions, and uh, it was great. I remember once we. Early on, we did an interview with a business journalist and we explained what we did basically was like try to answer those questions. Yeah. He goes, people pay for that? <laughs> <laughs> well, But it's so powerful. If yeah. you get it right, it's oh. like, geez. And, and also, there's a skill in actually listening mm. to it, right? You might ask yeah. the question, but you actually listen to it and then know how to put that back in front of the customer, you know, or the client's customer, right? And I think yeah. that's where the real skill is too, yeah. You, yeah. You, you got to, and also, you know, you've got to ask the question, but you have to listen. Mm. I think that's where a lot of people fall apart too. Yeah. They ask the question, but they don't really listen. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 A, we had a good, good example of that the other day where we had a client uh, who thought their ad copy and um, graphics were better than ours. Right. And the young people in the team were like, right, well, okay, we'll scrap ours and let's use theirs. But the, the, the experienced person in the team go, well, actually, what we'll do is we'll test and measure the two ad copies. Nice. And and one of them's, well, we, they both spent $140 in the test. One made seven and a half grand in sales and one made zero. Yeah. 
<laughs> and, and it was ours that yeah. made the money. Yeah. You know, inexperienced people would have scrapped that and gone, mm. oh, we'll just change, we'll just use this. But you, 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 you're not the marketplace. That's right, you the have objective to, measure is, you, yeah, uh, you is ha- great. Yeah, you have to let the marketplace tell you. Well, one mm. of the ways to let the marketplace tell you is go and talk to them. Mm. How good. Mm. So so you've obviously had some, like, it's great to hear that you've had some good mentors. How did you meet Owen, though? Like, were you, were you at Jade? Yeah. Were you mates beforehand or just meet? No, at, just yeah. met there and... Um, he was more, he was a product manager and then he was, uh, you know, led a sort of a sales team. Yep. And we had a, you know, I was in the sort of comms marketing area, shared service in the business. Yep. So worked with him a lot. And we just had, uh, yeah, similar philosophies. And then we worked with this, this guy, Howard Russell. Cool. We both learned a lot because we yep. neither of us were marketers, which is yep. quite a good thing in a way. Yeah, yeah. We just didn't come with any sort of baggage about no. it. Things we came with a really, you know, just trying to learn as much yeah. as we could. And where, did, where did, like, you obviously learned from, from, from Howard, but where yeah. else did you learn? Like, you, did oh, you... then you built on that just with, you know, reading stuff. Yep. Um, you know, and just talking to people and yep. just trying to follow as many resources as you, yeah, yeah. As you could, really. Because remember, when I first met you, you guys were doing a lot with white papers and, and things yeah. like that. Um, and obviously, that was a different way of marketing at the time, um, more of a direct response kind of feel to it. Yeah. Where were you learning from any particular companies you were learning from there or people? or just? Yeah, well, it was interesting. We, um, yeah, because we had a couple of customers where, well, we had one particular, uh, who they did really well and got sold off in the end, but... They had, uh, the owner of that founder had been a consultant in her particular area of HR. Yep. Then she'd built technology off the back of it. Um, and we could see, she knew so much about the problems that the customers had. Yeah. Like, we just thought that was a great way to share that knowledge with yeah, yeah. the market. How good. And then start engaging around selling the software. Yeah. Um, so we just started doing a bit of that and it was actually, you know, really working well. Yeah. Um, and the content marketing concept was starting to come out. Yeah. And then I read a book of, um, by a guy called Damesh Shah and mm-hmm. uh, Brian Halligan was the other guy yep. called Inbound Marketing. Oh wow! And yeah, I only yeah. came across it because a mate of mine had gone to one of those sort of six-week Harvard courses, yep. and he goes, "This book was these guys were so good. This book was so good. Yeah, yeah. Read it and said, "Yeah, this is where things are going." Wow! Which was it's the consumers, the customers, the buyers. Yeah. With the internet, they're having more and more and more power. Yeah. So you need to help them. Yeah. You give them information. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we thought, yeah, this makes sense to hey, good audience. Yeah. Particularly. So we just got into that. And what the interesting thing, we didn't even realize at the time until about a year later, the guys who'd written that book were the guys who founded HubSpot. HubSpot, yeah. Totally. It sort of, you know, that yeah. the, the, the flowed from there. Is it Damish? Yeah, he's yeah. before his time as far as some of the trends he's spotted and picked yeah. up on over the years, which yeah. is, it's very cool to see. So content marketing, and did you have any concept of really what you were going to do there? Like, or, or like obviously you started writing white papers, but yeah. what else? And were you, obviously it's you and Owen, are, we, are you looking to grow now? Like where's the... Yeah, so by that time we had uh, four or five people. Okay. Because um, what we'd found Patty? was... What's that, sorry? Patty was Patty with Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's still he's there today. 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, he's a good man. Um, we, we started off, we were doing these consulting sort of things, and that was all good, giving reports. And, yep. But then we'd come back around to that company six months later and hadn't really executed much. Yeah. Because uh, they didn't necessarily have capability or no. whatever. So we thought, well, we'll start adding some people to do that. So we started to build that up nice. um, over time. Uh, and then we decided to really change the business to become yep. more of a 
less a consulting thing that was about Owen and I and more about a business that was delivering yep. a, a service. So maybe less projects and yeah, more, much more ongoing. Recurring yeah. Service based sort of yeah. revenue with you know sort of packaged type yeah. services. And and did you see the business grow from there once you started doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we um yeah, yeah, I mean that started to grow steadily and then we actually the big the big shift for us, we adopted a a methodology called yep. uh, EOS. Okay. Yeah, nice. System. We do that. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very so, cool. Yeah, very good. Um, yeah. And that was a lot of the HubSpot partners were using it, and we yep. thought, oh, well, we'll have a look. We'll give this yeah. a go. And it was just for our size of business, yeah. brilliant, simple, clear, yep. yeah. gets momentum, got us, especially Owen and I, out of the business a bit yeah. more and focused on traction, yeah. which is yeah. what they, Talk about it, Such a great book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we, you guys use that too? Yeah, done the same. Probably the last, uh, we're coming up a year. Right, uh, yeah. And to the point where we actually hired, a, we've got a business manager now in Auckland mm. uh, who works for us, but she is just focused on the EOS side of stuff for our business. So when anyone new comes in, she sits with them uh, and started creating operating procedures from day one. Nice. Yeah. Uh, which has been, it's been a game changer for, yeah. for us. And then mm. obviously the level 10, um, mm. the meeting, the structures and everything just, yeah, it's been. It's a great system. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, because I've been involved with strategic planning and all that stuff with yeah. corporate. And it always seems so sort of laborious yeah. and, and not that productive. But this is very pragmatic. Yeah. Very focused. Very focused. And you get a lot of, you actually yeah. do get stuff done. Yeah. Yeah, and there's you know there's a as you say there's all there's for me I like stuff that's simple, but I love stuff moving stuff forward, Mm. and that's where traction I think just you know the EOS system is very um, yeah I'm with a a group in in the US of agency owners and pretty much they all 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 on it uh, as well and that's I guess that's where I I really heard about it too and Mm. found someone here who was. practitioner in it and then yep. introduced us to this lady and yeah it's been real real breath of fresh air i think um oh, yeah. you know because uh, as a business you can get like it's not you, you do need to like you, we're not a franchise mm. but but you need a systems and you need systems yeah. so that's what it kind of offered i guess as well yeah um so oh, very cool. it sort of forces you to confront the yeah. issues and yeah. do something about them yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's easy, busy, oh, well, I'll get to that. But this is no, no. Yep. Prioritise. Yeah. Focus, get it done, move on. I think it's very good when you're growing a team too. You know, yes. there's kind of, there's a set structure in place and that really, yeah. that really has, yeah, definitely helped us. So how long have you been using EOS? Oh, it'll be a few, be probably three or four years Oh, now. wow. So, cool. we're, yeah, we're, we're, we haven't used a trainer actually. We used no. a book yep. with ourselves. Yeah. Possibly a trainer would have been good, but. Yeah, we'd almost we may even go back to one now because it's really embedded in what we yeah. do. Yeah, but you sort of want to keep on taking it to another level yeah. as well. Yeah, so we we obviously we didn't use the trainer either. We 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 used the book and then found a lady who was right nice good at yeah. doing it. So we just hired her um, to work for us. So she works for us every every yeah. every, every day, yeah. which is which is fantastic. I think no, so. No, it's fantastic. Like so, Owen and I, we managed to. You know, from the time we started, it sort of forced us to confront things and what we wanted to do and how yeah. we wanted to grow. Yeah. And we got out of the delivery side of yeah. it with the customers, not yeah. doing a lot of that. Yeah. Much more about where the company's going, selling, yeah. that kind of thing. And so, so many t- people have you got in your team now? Uh, I think about 19. Nice. Now. Good yeah. size. So it's good. Yeah, it's good yeah. size. Yeah. Apart from when the payroll comes around. Yeah. But, Plenty of challenges. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, yeah, just amazing. As soon as you get a, Reasonable amount of people. Yeah. There's always people problems. Yeah. Um, you know, keeping people 
Keep people happy, engaged, yeah. Yeah. Uh, getting the right people, yeah. all that kind what of you, What have you learned in that area when, when it comes to people and, and keeping them engaged? What are some of the things that you guys do? Um, I know one thing you do is you have a Monday morning coffee. Yeah, exactly. Because I see you guys. <laughs> yeah, we do invest quite a bit in activity. Yep. So we try to have regular sort of activities yep. and things like that. But the most fundamental thing I've learned, I suppose, is you know the money is one thing, but actually particularly the younger to intermediate ones really want some sort of idea of where they're going. Yeah. Like, what's my next step? Yeah, yeah. What can I do? Yeah. What can, you know, they don't want to be standing in the same place. Um, no. And in the small business, that's not that easy to always offer. So, no. Um, and we lost a couple really good people because they just wanted to go up to the next level yeah. and they didn't necessarily see the next level. So, yeah. we're trying to do more work on that. Yeah. And what do you do from a training perspective? Like, you've, you know, to, to get them to where they need to be. Yeah, we're lucky in the in the HubSpot side. There's a like a great sort of academy. Yep. Um, so there's a whole lot of certification type stuff. Nice. That they can do, but each we try to have each of our guys to have a we call it a staff development plan, mm-hmm. which is really you know where are you trying to go in the next quarter. Yep. Nice. Uh, identify something you need to do, and it's often a HubSpot certification, but it might be Google, you know, yeah, Google yeah. Ads, um sort of certification. Nice. Or a, LinkedIn, something, yeah. or, you know, something really specific. Yeah, uh, and, and, then, and do they get to choose what they want to do? Like that's part well, of, or part of their role? Or? Yeah, they can. It has to be aligned to their role. Mm. Uh, but it's you know we're quite broad about that. So sometimes yeah. it's more generic. So they'll do project management course or yep. and another time uh, you know a bunch of people would identify time sort of management. Yep. So we just brought in uh, a woman who ran a course for everybody. Like nice. An afternoon. And that was you know a bit of value there too. Yeah. So. I think it's good to invest, you know, in, in your people. Yeah, well, especially these days. Yeah, because it's so hard. To, yeah, hard to find anybody. Yeah, yeah. I we've we've hired a lot of people outside of the industry. Right. Um, yeah. And we've one of our core values is world class training, world class outcomes. You know, and mm. and we've even got a lawyer. Uh, mm. who wanted to get in the industry. No one would really give her a chance, but mm. you give her the right training, she comes with all the right skills and the attitude. Um, you yeah. know, you, you, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting one because some people say, well, why are you training your staff? I was like, well, I train them because I want my clients to get the results. Yeah. Period. You know, that's the, that's the you know, they, that's who pay us yeah. as a business. So um, be crazy not to train them, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And the other, yeah, and the other thing we've tried to do, well, we are, probably a third of the way through it, it's a progressive thing, but is, you know, documenting our processes yeah. in a lot better way, which is the EOS sort of thing. Yep. And that's where the training can yeah. come into is just having some standard ways of yeah. doing things. So you yeah. get efficiencies and quality. Yeah. And all that. So, so Kevin Eater, who's been on the, tra- on the podcast yeah, from Trade Staff, yeah, yeah. he taught me, and I just vividly remember when he said it, you know, if you want, Scott, if you want to be promoted, you have to be replaced. So, so you need to look at your job and go, how can you be replaced? So any role that you want to do in that business, you know, if you're sales or you want out of sales, then you need to be, you need to create your systems and processes so you can be replaced, mm-hmm. so you can be promoted. Mm-hmm. And and that's why mm-hmm. with EOS, it was a, because I kind of struggled with it. Mm. And then EOS come along and I was like, ah, here's the way to do it. And then just going and finding someone who can actually help with those systems because yeah. it's kind of not natural for maybe it wasn't for me as a business owner to have those systems. I was more, I'd rather go and talk to people. Yeah, 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 you know? exactly. Yeah. But once you start to try to grow a little yeah. bit and recruit people, you need those you need structure them. around it. Yeah. The good thing about EOS again was they weren't saying you needed a 100-page process. No. You needed yes. a nice framework for yes. it. Yes, how um, good. And, that, you know, so that was a lot more achievable. Yeah. 
So, so in EOS, um, they talk about how you know someone has to be in charge. So, because if you have two people in charge, then you know they can play the the, the two bosses off. Yeah. And um, did you find you had any of that happening in the business when you get so many people coming into the business? Um, no, we've been pretty lucky with that. I mean, because Owen and I are um, yeah, we co-owners. Yeah. Um, but we do communicate a lot, yep. I suppose. So we don't have any of that sort of. We sort of know exactly what's yeah. going on with, with each of us. Nice. Um, and we have quite different strengths as yeah. well. So yeah, we sort of work well together. Yeah, definitely. Like I guess, what, where where would you see your strengths compared to Owen's? Like, what are you? Um, well, in a, particularly in the marketing sense, what we where we started was, you know, he's all about, he's very analytical. He's yeah. a, he's got an IT background. Yes, you know, he's in process. Nice. Whereas I came from a, you know, yep. history, stories, yep. brand. Nice. Sort of yeah, thing. totally. So you sort of mix those together. Yeah, that's a good, um, that's a good partnership. Yeah, yeah, it's quite good. So, you know, he always says, if I write anything, I'll give it to you. If you do a spreadsheet, <laughs> I'll give it to him. <laughs> so good. it works that way. Yeah, that's real good. Hey, so from a, like, let's just switch gears a wee bit and talk a wee bit more mm. about marketing. Mm. Um, you know, I guess... Where you see marketing now, you know, like obviously it's 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 evolved over the last eighteen years. Like yeah. you just, you know, so. um, to to the point where you know, love to think get your your um, thoughts on where you see it going in the future. But mm. what's what's working right now for your clients uh, that you see going really really well? Yeah, I mean the the content marketing is still going yeah. going well. It's evolving in terms of the formats of it. Yeah, you know, it's much richer in terms of. You know, you're running webinars, you're still doing ebooks, mm. but you're doing, you know, interactive calculators, yeah. and all kinds of stuff that yeah. helps the buyer. Yeah. Um, so that's all working the same. The methods of getting it out there, there's more channels yeah. to promote that. Yeah. That's getting broader. It's um, probably made it harder for business owners too, though, because there's so many of them, right? Yeah. So which one do we use? Yeah. Yeah. So you do need, again, it does come a bit down to focus. Like, yeah. who are those buyer personas? Yeah. Where are they? How, what channels do they typically use? Yeah. And it can vary quite differently. I mean, yeah. You guys see this all the yeah. time between different markets. Yeah. Um, so it's not all about Facebook or it's not no. all about LinkedIn. It's not all no. about it's like, what, what do we think will work. Let's yeah. try, let's measure, let's totally. go that way. So, have, have you always had that kind of measurement analytic feel for marketing? Because like, I've talked before with you guys and you, yeah. you definitely do look at the numbers, which is not, not all companies do that. Yeah, no, we definitely, well, we sort of, we used a few agencies back in the Jade days, mm-hmm. and um, it always frustrated us that they talked all this sort of brand yeah. and sort of um, vague stuff. Yeah. And when, when we really wanted to say, well, what, so what are we going to achieve out of yeah. doing this, you know? <laughs> you know, how does it connect? And yeah. in those days, it was a bit harder because it was harder to measure. Yeah. But it was at least, you know, where are we going to get some leads for the sales guys out of this? Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, definitely where we started, and that's... That's why we love the digital side. Yeah. Because it is so measurable. Yeah, transparent and measurable, right? Yeah. I think that's why yeah. I, when I started, it was direct response, right? You'd mm. spend money and you'd know what, what was working, what wasn't working. Yeah. And then digital came along and was like, oh, this is a, just another form of it. Um, yeah. But but obviously, you can do it faster and quicker. Yeah. Uh, you know your responses. Yeah. I think content marketing definitely has evolved. Like one of the... One of the things I really love about it is the ability to influence through education, giving people good quality mm. information in advance of them ever, um, you, know, um, you know, giving you any money or anything yeah. like that. You could actually, you know, give them value first. 
one of the things I've seen with the internet, and it was an interesting point that you made, you, you know, you're giving people information to, to, to educate them and, and um, learn about your products, you know, mm-hmm. because before the internet, like it was, I remember working at Bond and Bond, and we had all the power. Like the consumer yeah. had no power because yeah. they'd walk in the door and they'd ask us about that video recorder. And I had all the power because I'd listen to the rep f- for five minutes mm. talk about it, and I'd read part of the brochure mm. where they hadn't had any of that information. Where now, I'm walking into a store, Harvey, uh, Harvey Norman or Noel Hemmings to buy something. I've got all the power because mm. I know exactly what I want. I know exactly what all mm. the you know. So so definitely the consumer has the has that power now. And, and it's even at the what we try to educate our customers. It's you know that example. Is it, well, we often use those examples in that people buying a million dollars worth of software are doing yeah. they're, they're online. Yeah. They're researching. They're, they're digging into all aspects of your product area. Yeah. And they're going to turn up knowing all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you either help them. Yeah. And engage with them yeah. and start to develop a relationship. Yeah. Or you wait and then your competitors do and, and yeah. you're on the back foot. Yeah. And have you seen like companies really, obviously the companies that you work, you have to go through an education process to actually get, because a lot of them, I guess, early days, would have been, I don't want to give that information away or I don't want to share That's that. Right. Did yeah. you have a lot of that going on? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because they saw it as almost like giving away some IP. Yeah, their IP. And we said you need to give a little bit to educate, to engage. Yeah. Uh, and often the content they were doing was really sales oriented. Yeah. Because here's my product. It's got these features. Yeah. But often the customer, they, they didn't know. Like, well, yeah, what does that mean what, to me? How does that connect with me? Yeah, yeah. Whereas what's the benefit? Just right back with the customer problem. You know, what do you want to achieve mm. and take them on a journey? Yeah, and it's just the so the same principles is there. It's just the tools are getting more and more sophisticated yeah. in terms of engaging and being able to understand how people are interacting with your website and all yeah. the digital channels. Yeah, and then being able to automate lots of activities yeah. behind the scenes as well. Yeah, so, so it's, it's become a blimmin technology game. Yeah. I mean, most of the people we employ now are, you know, have strong sort of technology, yeah. you know, backgrounds. And, and leveraging it, right? Like making sure that, that it's, everything's doing the right thing. But you've still got to do the good thinking, right? You've still got to have the good strategy and the, you know, getting that message across. Yeah. So uh, I think, you know, and that's what I, I talked to a lot of people, oh, you know, will my industry be out of, out of business mm-hmm. with AI and stuff like that? I was like, yeah, but some parts will be, but if you look at it from a strategy and messaging and um, understanding the numbers and all that sort of point of view and what's good business for you versus what's good business mm. for your competitors, etc., you know, I think the strategic side of things will always Absolutely. Pay, you know, play a big role, probably even more so, even to the point where I think that if you put shit into an AI, you get shit out, shit out right? Mm. You know, so you actually have to do a bit more, uh, more thinking. Well, it's the classic. You, I mean, you guys know this better than I, but, you know, the Google Ads thing, you know, yeah. you can, you can waste all kinds of money yeah, on yeah, that yeah. Um, <laughs> if you haven't thought through what you're yeah. trying to achieve and yeah. measure it properly and yeah. have a good strategy. Yeah. We come across so many companies that are just, just yeah. pouring money down yeah. the drain. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we love to look at some competitors and stuff like that. And it's just like simple things. One the other day, I was a building company and they were they were talking about advertising in Christchurch. Or the, the, the headline was and the landing page was, but all their other copy was talking about Tauranga. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, who's someone here is you're spending thousands, thousands of dollars a day and not even someone's not even looking at that, yeah. you know? Um so yeah, there's some stupid things going on. 
but but that happens, you know, it does happen. Mm. When did you see the obviously with the technology play? Mm. When did you start the, like getting into HubSpot? Was that just like, hey, we'll have a, did someone bring it up, or did you find it? Did you obviously you've read the the inbound? Yeah. Did you go over to a conference? I know. How did you get involved there? Yeah. So it was like we were doing this content marketing, and we were using a whole bunch of different tools. or building WordPress landing mm-hmm. pages and we were using Hootsuite and we were doing yep. MailChimp and yep. Google Analytics and we had all that going and it just seemed to be hard. Yep. To it, The more complicated it got, the more the bigger it got, the yep. harder it was to manage. Uh, so we thought, we'll have a look around with software people, we'll see if there's a platform that can yep. sort of manage all of this. Yep. Um, so we started looking really and just came across HubSpot, Marketo. Yep. Um, and I think we looked at a couple others, but we really evaluated HubSpot and Marketo nice. as marketing automation yep. tools. Um, and HubSpot was just a good fit. It was a really good fit for the small to medium yeah. sort of area. It's not a, you know, it's not a massive enterprise no. thing against Salesforce yeah, so much. Yeah. Um, so we just gave it a try, trialed it, talked to HubSpot, and then just said, "Yeah, this is what we think. We'll just dive into it." Cool. Um, and because it started really with a had a free CRM and then this paid marketing tool over the top. Yep. So you could do all your digital marketing stuff. Yeah. And then they added in more sales tools and then they added in a web CMS and then they've added in a service thing and we've just grown with it. with it. So now we do the whole platform. How good. Um, and, you know, broadened our sort of involvement yeah. in businesses. Which has been great because it would help them with their lead gen. Now we can help them with their sales enablement their sales tracking yeah. and stuff or getting help them with their customer service and nice yeah that's pretty cool like to and to be able to offer those services to those businesses mm. yeah what's a typical business look like because obviously you're, you're in the tech space you're in that niche what's yeah. a typical client look like for you like yeah, I think it'd be quite interesting for listeners to hear the the, the types of businesses that you mm. deal with because it's a pretty exciting field right yeah 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 a couple I mean a couple of good examples one would be um we do, you know, we do sort of either service-based work on a regular basis or we do project work. So a project we did uh, that, uh, last year was with Raycon, a yep. listed technology company. Yep. Been around for a, a while. Um, COVID days, they, they typically sold through their global sort of network of salespeople. Yep. Uh, a lot of conferences and things like that. Really techy, techy yeah. product. Oscillators, basically, they go into all kinds of products. Yep. Um, that'll disappear. So they decided they, you know, they're a listed company. They need to keep momentum. They were saying, "Well, ha- we need to get into this digital stuff." Yeah. Um, so we built this whole HubSpot-based website for them with some really sophisticated technology yep. to, to basically help the, the engineers that come and visit their website to spec up their product and things. So that was a one, you know, quite a technical use. Yeah. yeah. Then we've got another, uh, probably one of our bigger customers these days is actually an Aussie-based e-commerce software company. Yep private equity based, really growth oriented. And we, um, you know, we help manage the whole HubSpot side, but also produce the content nice. and run campaigns for them. Uh, they've got two, they've got a, two or three people in their marketing team, but we yep. plug in and say, right, you want a campaign a quarter, we'll build the content, we'll build all the workflows and the emails and the awesome. advertising and give them a package of stuff. Yeah, yeah. That'll just generate leads for their sales team. Nice. Um, and so with, with that type of marketing, you're obviously, you're, you're front-end, getting out the content out, yep. come up, coming up with a strategy, and then are you nurturing those leads back in as well and then handing them to the sales and, and the obviously quite qualified leads? Like Yeah, it depends what kind of product it is. Um, 
but yeah, often what we're trying to do is generate the first conversion. Yep. Uh, but then also run programs to re-engage and nurture those people towards our nice. conversation. Because like you were saying before, you know, first touch they're often a long way from yeah. wanting to buy. Yeah, yeah. And it might take for this these guys it could take twelve months. Wow. Yeah, um, so you have so to you stay need top to keep of mind. On touching them. Yeah. So we're trying to build that database and keep on touching them. And people are we've we found people uh, they're a bit guilty sometimes of run the campaign, generate the leads, convert you know X number of leads into sales. Awesome. Yeah. Then they forget about the other yeah yeah eighty percent that haven't converted, Good but idiot. you know we we're interested enough. Yeah yeah. Just leave them in the database. Yeah. So we've done we do quite a lot of work now and just re-engaging that. Brilliant. We call it the mushy middle. Yeah yeah. Is um you know how can you re-engage them, start a new conversation, get a salesperson in front of them. Yeah. Because well, they've spent the money to get people engaged, right? They've already spent that money, you know. So if they can engage those people, yeah, there's, there's this money on the table, people. right? Yeah, that, that happens a lot, though, right? Like that, you must see that. I see that all the time. Yeah, you know, yeah, particularly um, with the like uh, a SaaS business we work with, quite a big one in New Zealand. Um, they've been really successful. They've grown at a massive database. Had about twelve thousand just of people that have been through a trial. And hadn't converted. They were just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. So we just we developed some re-engagement, sort of more with a bit of content and some email workflows, yeah, yeah, yeah. just to get those people back into the system. And yeah. you know, you're away. It's gold. It was yeah. like we call it the sort of you know the coins down the back of the yeah. couch. Forgot <laughs> so about. So good, eh? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Like, what what other mistakes do you see business owners making with their marketing? Like you must deal with a lot of businesses, and, and like, where do you see what? Are, what are the mistakes that one, they're making? Obviously, one is you know not engaging um, previous customers. It's a yeah. huge. I love the analogy: coins on the. Everyone yeah, loves yeah. finding coins behind yeah, the couch. Exactly. exactly. I got a great story on that. My nana, she used to used to work at the um, uh, Avonhead Tavern, and me and my brother we'd we'd go and help nana clean up in the morning, and she'd get there at five, and we used to run. And we'd run to certain parts of the of the tavern because we'd know people were, would have lost money down the banks of the couches. <laughs> and it was a free-for-all. But but it was you know exciting because people would leave money behind, right? And that's yeah. exactly what they've done. What yeah. other mistakes do you do you see people making? Um, I think people get, um, you know, they get a bit too fixated on tactics and, yep. oh, I'm just going to invest a whole lot in this channel or that channel um, without actually trying to look at the big picture. Yeah. So what is it, you know, is it delivering? And then, you know, people, like for example, people get really, you know, obsessed with LinkedIn. Probably. Yeah. And LinkedIn's only one little, there's a lot of stuff you can do yeah. and you need to have a bunch of tactics working together. Yeah. LinkedIn can be a, either a paid or organic channel that yeah. works well. But totally. by itself, relying on it is, is uh, you know, risky and people get sort of disappointed. They get all this money, don't really get the conversion, you know, and that's an issue. Yeah. I um. I said that on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. Uh, people spend too much time. Generally, I find if marketing's failed, I'll find that the, the agency or, or whoever's doing doing it with them has spent too much time on the tactics mm. and not understanding, you know, the strategy first. So they haven't designed the strategy. They've des- they've just gone out and got tactics. You should be designing the strategy to produce or to, to pick the tactics to get mm. the result you want. And it's interesting to hear you say that because I see it time and time again. Oh, this is not working. It's like, yeah, because you've focused on a tactic. Mm. You actually haven't thought of anything else, you know. 
Um, yeah, and so, that's right. I mean, we've engaged, you know, things over the years, and that's definitely your mentality is that, well, okay, sort of forget about the tactics, let's yeah. get down to the basics of, you know, yeah. well, what are we trying to do here? What are we trying to do? Who's the customer? Who's the customer? Yeah. Are we trying to help them? What do they actually mm-hmm. want? You know, been getting really clear on those things. And I think, you know, when you do get clear on those things, you can use, well, you you, you pick the tactics that are right mm. for, for that. So it might be LinkedIn, it might be paid mm. LinkedIn, it could be Instagram, it could be radio. Yeah. You know, we have plenty yeah. of uh, clients that, that do radio and then, you know, other things as well. It's not just digital. Yeah. Um, so, okay, cool. That That's good to hear that I'm thinking the right way then. Um, <laughs> what else do you see as a mistake that people make? Um, I mean, I think in the technology game, it is it, it does go back again to that, you know, making sure you're telling a story yep. that resonates with your customers. Yep. And, you know, you find that out by talking to people in the yep. market. That's, yep. uh, um, I mean, it's much less so. People are a lot more sophisticated than they used to be. How have you developed your story? Like, how have you developed, like, where did, have you read books on that? Like, how do, how do you get that thinking out? Because it's really, I find a really key part of it. Like I read a lot around Donald Miller building a story brand. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. That, that kind of information and, and trying to pull the what makes people different and why people should do business yeah. with you. And I think, you know, some of that story well parts of that is really, really key in in telling that story. So yeah. have you something you've learned or picked up or Yeah, we well again we the, that guy Howard Russell I mentioned before True. he had really a nice methodology yep. that we built on. Cool. Uh, which is just sort of a structure of the kind of things you're trying to dig into yep. when you're talking to a customer. Yep. And a lot of it's just really simple, is just like, you know, understanding who they are, understanding what their problem is yep. in, in their words in their world. Yeah. And then understanding how and it's often the technology solves that problem in yep. a unique way. Yep. Nice. So, you know, that's the key is like, yeah. what's the problem? Because people often talk about, you know, a problem, I'll, yeah. I'll help you make you more efficient. But yeah. What, what's different about the way you do that? Yeah. Are you faster? Are you cheaper? Is your quality better? Yeah. You know, what is it? Yeah, yeah. And they miss that sort of value proposition part of it. So. Because, yeah, and that and that's the difference between them buying from you or buying from your competitor. Yeah. You know, yeah. because if the competitor explains it better than you, you're out. Yeah. You can have the best, you can have the better product, but if they explain it better and the, and the value proposition, then, you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think, do you think one of the mistakes I, one of the, one of the things I do see is, is, um, you know, people, um, they don't actually spend enough time thinking about that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, and, and they, or they, they engage, they engage with an agency and then they just run those tactics. So it ends up, uh, it doesn't work and then they get frustrated with marketing. Do you get a lot of people coming to you that are frustrated with, with, with that sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the trouble is some of the marketing agencies is, you know, because they're oriented around a solution. Yeah. It's sort of whatever the problem is, that's the solution. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, and, and they get, you know, jaded by that. So we always try to just bring it back to the, yeah. what are the fundamentals. Um, this is, you know, how we can help advance that. We don't sort of promise what we can't do. We focus on what we can do. Well, the, yeah, and the good thing about it, it's working because 18 years, Yeah, I say success always leaves clues, 18 mm-hmm. years in business and growing from, you know, you and Owen to now 19 staff and mm. and, and, a, and elite uh, partner with with um, HubSpot, which is a great great company. Mm. You've obviously done something right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But this has been a great chat. I know. I, I just. I know we've we've gone uh, nearly fifty minutes. I've got to. I can't leave this chat without talking a wee bit about basketball. Mm. I know you love basketball. Um, your association with basketball. You're on the board of of. 
Yeah, yeah. So I mean, as you, you know, you can you can see me. You know me. I'm only five foot eight. Yeah. So never much of a basketball. <laughs> I mean, I played when I was young, but always loved the game. Yeah. And and wanted you know in business life to sort of get involved in it in some way. So yeah, got involved with governance and was on the board of basketball New Zealand for about nine years. Nice. And chairman for three years. Awesome. And then got into the FIBA, which is the international yeah. body, and so I'm still associated with that. You were over Australia recently with that. Yeah. 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 So that's just been. I mean, it's all voluntary stuff. It's yeah. fascinating just seeing the inside of these global yeah. sports yeah. and how they uh, operate. And yeah, and it is the fastest growing sport in New Zealand. It right? is. It's yeah, it's crazy. My son's into it. He's yeah, and all his mates are into it. All the people I talk to, their their sons mm. are wanting, their family, their daughters are wanting to play. So it really has come along like it's uh, yeah, and leaps that's a bit and bounds, I love right? In terms of being involved in the organisation, is you know, because at the grassroots. It, yeah. just, it just engages kids and yeah. gets them active. Yeah. I don't give a... If they never ever... You know, they don't, they're not going to go to the NBA because hardly no. anybody does. Are they having fun? Are yeah. they hanging out with their mates? Are they learning team values? Yeah. Are they... Yeah. Brilliant. That's the... And it can be played in all weather. Yeah. <laughs> Best thing on a Saturday yeah, morning, you're inside, not yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know my, my son really loves it, so it's, mm. it's great to hear that basketball's in good hands. Yeah. Hey, Greg, this has been a great chat. If someone wants to get a hold of you, where, how, about, how, do, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, website's thebestconcentrate.co.nz yep. or yep. just on LinkedIn. Love to, you know, always have a coffee or chat with people. Um, always keen to talk, you know, learn business stories. Yeah. And, and chat to people. How good. Well, I really appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man, so thank you. Uh, it's been great hearing how you've gone from you know being at Jade and some of the – what I really enjoyed there is the key takeaway you took from Jade. You implemented it in your business. You called mm. your business Concentrate, <laughs> and, and you've gone on to, to, to really help uh, New Zealand businesses and now worldwide uh, global tech businesses. So I appreciate your time. Uh, Thanks, thank Scott. you. Enjoyed and, um, yeah, look forward to uh, maybe having you and Owen one day uh, on, on the podcast as well. Awesome. All right, cheers. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Hi, Scott Wilson here again. Hey, thanks for listening to the Marketing for Business podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen, and we hope that you learned a lot from today's episode. Uh, if you could be so kind as to rate and share the podcast with your other business friends and colleagues, that'd be awesome. And if you'd like to listen to more episodes, why don't you head over to our website, www.getdigitalinfluence.com. Uh, We've got a whole bunch of other amazing interviews with business owners. Thanks for your time and have a great day.